Disney Plus, what are you doing? Streaming executives around the world let out a collective groan. 15 MCU shows, 15 Star Wars shows, and 30 additional movies all announced. And that's it. That's the show. Okay, maybe I'll bring up a few other things. But all of that, and not much more, because it's all about Disney. Here on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And thank you so much for tuning into the Greek, the Greek, <laughs> the Geek Underground episode number 63. You can't mess up an intro. That's really funny. You can't mess it up. I can't That's go back and redo funny. it. You no. know what? I'm going to keep it. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Geek Underground. This is Dadpool. <laughs> and I'm the Trash Panda. And it has been a very strange Christmas. And, and a lot of people have called it just a bummer of a Christmas, a rubbish Christmas, just in, in the fact that all of our plans pretty much had to be scrapped. We couldn't go and do anything. We couldn't see people. And it, and it was to keep people safe. I understand that. But I know that a lot of you have really struggled over this holiday season. We had friends that were just sharing their, their depression with us and how, how difficult it's been. And I don't know about you. It, it was it was tough. I mean, we had a great family time. And, and that yeah. was really good. We played games. We did a lot. Spent a lot of time with the kids, watching movies, playing games, just hanging out. But for the most part, it's 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 been tough on people, I think. We want to encourage you right now that this is not a forever thing. There's this there's this passage in the Bible that I love because it talks about the seasons and how there can be seasons of, of mourning and grief and happiness and joy and all these different things, but they're just going to be seasons, guys. And, and while, I, you know, 2020 has felt like it's been five years tight, tra- kind of trapped into one here, it's going to be over soon. This vaccine is rolling out. We're looking to get it. It's not going to be a fix-all, an end-all, but guys, uh, there is there is an end coming. We see a light at the end of the tunnel. Just keep your head up. Really, just got to keep your head up right now and know that, that you are still loved by tons of people around you, and we love having you here. We do. We do love having you here. Now, as 2020 is coming to a close, we've just passed Christmas. It's uh, December 20, I think, 8th today. Is that where we're at? And McDonald's has introduced something to the world that I don't think the world needed at oh, the end of 22. This? Yes, it, it is oh, that. But I, but I want to bring up a few other things, other culinary masterpieces, if you will, that have been introduced in 2020. Now, okay. we, we have also been introduced this year uh, with a chocolate Whopper has been put out by Burger King Taiwan and sold out instantly. Essentially, all it is is a Whopper topped with Hershey's chocolate sauce. Oh, it's even worse. So just terrible. Um, now, I mean, how many sleepless nights have you suffered, Trash Panda, through the years, tossing and turning because your favorite fast food joint doesn't offer the proper mid-range wine to complement the salty and saltier flavor? How many sleepless nights, Trash Panda? <laughs> I didn't know fast food restaurants offered wine. Well, Taco Bell Canada has finally fixed this problem with a $25 bottle of red meant to be paired with its toasty, cheesy chalupa. Wow. I know. I lived in Canada for a little while, so I know they do things a little bit differently over there. But I think that's something we didn't need. Fast food doesn't need to offer bottles of wine. No. I mean, I understand something like Wendy's because their their menu is a little bit more... uh, it's different, isn't it? Because they have, you know, they have chili and jacket potatoes and stuff like that. It's they not do. just they burgers do. and nuggets and chips. I, so have, I have never. I can kind of get Wendy's doing something like that, especially in Canada when they have Putin, which is the worst thing ever. I've got to <laughs> say, it's disgusting. It's gravy with it's chips with gravy poured all over them. I just don't get or it. Or maybe like a Five Guys. I think there are some that offer beer, which kind of makes sense. Burger, yeah, beer, fries. Five Guys, but Five Guys is like upmarket. It is more upmarket for fast food. Same with in and out wine? I mean, beer, wine yeah, fair enough. Toasty, but cheesy, wine? chalupa. I don't uh, get that one. 
Heinz also delved into the foray of, of trying to entice our taste buds, and they introduced flavors. What trash panda do you think they forayed into to try to offer us flavors of ketchup, mustard, and mayo? Oh, it's probably some sort of fizzy drink like jones soda you're you're leaning in the right direction go a little bit further is it wine not wine no beer no you're going further away now you were right when you're going towards the sweetness ice cream ice cream heinz is introduced in 2020 ketchup mustard and mayo flavored ice cream and i think mcdonald's has now topped that with a burger that has just been introduced oh this is i've seen pictures now Foul. Yeah, most likely. I'll just say what it is. It's a spam burger with Oreos crumbled all over the top of the spam in between buns, right? So so you've got this sweet and savory in a bun to get... Now, again, I remember when people used the Krispy Kreme glazed donuts as buns between a cheeseburger, and that actually looked pretty good. You know, you have the sweet and the savory, just, again, heart attack no. in a wrapper in front of you. So I'm going to hold a little reserve on that because you know what? I've never been a huge Oreo fan. Was never a huge spam guy. Even though as a kid, I loved sizzling up some spam in a fry pan. It wasn't too bad. And putting them together, I, I, I like, I mean, I like kettle corn popcorn. That's good. But spam and Oreo burger. I think I want to try it. I think I really do. How is it even a burger? Because a burger implies a beef patty, which spam isn't, spam is Spam. I know it's kind of corned beef, but it's not a burger. Well, why do they call everything over here between a bun a burger in the UK? If it's between a bun, it's a burger in the UK. No, if it's because hot. if you... If it's hot, but if it's chicken, it's a chicken, it's a burger. If it's a ham, it's a hamburger. If it's beef, it's another hamburger. I don't get it. And why do we call them hamburgers when they're not made with ham? They're made with beef. Because it was that the York of ham invented the, the burger. Is there a York of Hamburger? No. Is there a place called Hamburger? Germany, maybe? No, not. I'm just, just losing it here. So about 12 years ago, in 2007, James Duhan, who was also known as Montgomery Scotty Scott from Enter- uh, well, Star the Trek. original Star yeah, Trek. Star Trek. He died, right? And he was cremated. And his one wish is his ashes would be spread to the stars. Yes. That isn't going to happen. Because the NASA were like, uh, no, heck no, not happening. And this year, Richard Garriott, who's an entrepreneur and video game designer, he's known as Sir British, apparently. Uh, he also made the Ultima series. Okay. Um, he basically hid James Doohan's ashes as he was going up to the ISS in his personal belongings. And now James Doohan is quietly resting underneath a floor plate of the ISS. What? <laughs> where he will be forever floating among the no, stars. I thought I heard years ago that he was sent up on a rocket. No, he wasn't. So that they never actually let him happened? Do it. Yeah, oh. so actually he has now been... This was 12 years in the making Beam this plan. Me up, Scotty. <laughs> so nobody else would... The, NASA wouldn't do it and they kept saying no, no, no. Oh, and when on, they NASA. found this guy... Uh, James Garriott was going up there. The family went to him and said, please, 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 can you just secretly hide him and take him up? So they did. Wow. And so Good Scotty is Good now in the him. stars. Wow. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. I just thought it was a bit fun. Cool. I mean, it's sad we lost Scotty, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of fun that he's up in he's the stars. He's actually in the stars now. Yeah. Now, I got to jump to the biggest news that just hit me in the last couple weeks here. And it has to do with Disney Plus. Like, Disney Plus, what have you done? Like, every single other streaming service in the world let out a collective groan. It was the groan heard around the world. I mean, you've seen those movies, right? Where, where there's that noise, that eerie sound outside. Everybody walks outside, opens their doors, and is looking around at the skyline at what it is. You know what it was? Well, on Thursday, December 11th, that noise was every single executive from every other streaming service from Netflix, from Amazon, from CBS All Access, from, what is it, Peacock, from, I don't know, uh, Apple Plus, Amazon, all letting out a collective groan of understanding that their days are numbered. When historians, when they look back and they want to find the day that every other streaming service died and Disney took over the world, they will find that day, December 11th, a Thursday. In 2020, as the day Disney's world domination began. 
because there's no D23. Well, I, I may be going a bit overboard here, I think. <laughs> with that but holy cow they dumped so much stuff on us oh, yeah. in a very very tight window now they did also tell us they're raising the price tag by a dollar a month which is it's it's kind of inconsequential a dollar we can all stomach but then i thought about it just on their their current subscriber base of 76 million subscribers they're making almost a billion dollars a year just on that one dollar they're charging us all extra a month now if they get to their uh 250 million subscribers in the next three years they're going to be raking in almost 25 billion dollars a year just on disney plus subscriptions let alone all of their other ventures that's just disney plus they have got the budget to do all of what they're talking about doing and then mm-hmm. some. I mean, it's, it's an amazing amount. Now, what, what were you most excited about when you saw that Disney Plus was had just dumped all this news? What, what was the one thing that jumped out at you? Um, so the biggest thing that I was super excited about is the fact that they are actually going to be developing a new Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Oh because my finally, it. hopefully, they're going to get it right. I liked the original two with... Um, Chris Evans when he played Johnny Storm and I actually enjoyed those movies. They were just a bit corny fun is kind of how they felt to but me. But that's how a lot of them original Marvel movies were. Yeah. Do not tell me that the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans weren't corny <laughs> fun because they were. You know, when it was before superhero movies became a bit more serious and a bit more cool, they were all like that. Yeah. I did not like the redone one that Fox did. I don't think many people liked uh, was it. it. Trank? They did uh, his, yeah, his take on it. Yeah, it was just it was just poorly done. I mean, it just didn't work. I I still don't get when you've got Susan Storm and Johnny Storm who are brother and sister, making them half brother and sister. Just it why? And the story. I felt, haven't got a problem yeah. with making you know those characters. If you want them of people of color, that's fine. I had no problem with that. But then making Susan Storm white and Johnny Storm black, it just and, and ha- I was like, yeah, why? It, it, it felt why? all felt a bit contrived and forced. It did. Now I understand, uh, according to a lot of reports, that that Trank he's saying that, that the final cut was not his vision for the movie. He kind of got edged out the door towards the end and then the editing just went to town and kind of uh, uh, basically butchered what he would put together according to him this is not again how it is mm. and there's even been some people that have called for the trank cut of the fantastic four like they've done the snyder cut for hbo i'm not interested I, I'm because really not i didn't pull, fantastic pull four the MCU. is probably one of my favorite what do you call them just franchises uh, properties i get properties yeah properties. i i really like the fantastic four and it's really the love child of Stan Lee. That, that was his, yeah. his first big thing that he put out. And so if you love Marvel, if you love Stan Lee, you have to love the Fantastic Four. But they're, they're an interesting, it's an interesting group, to be quite honest, because it's... Dysfunction? They're, they're very dysfunctional. <laughs> and they're very odd superpowers. They're almost organic because you've got Mr. Fantastic, who's can just basically bend and squeeze himself into all sorts of things. And then Susan Storm, who can go invisible and project to give force fields out and everything else. And then you've got Johnny, who's the human torch, which is so awesome. And then the Bang. thing, <laughs> who's basically a rock version of the Hulk. But it's just, I mean, those original movies just make me laugh. Is when, you know, Chris Evans and whatever his name is, I can't remember. Those playing pranks on each other. Yeah. And it was just really funny and they're like throwing fireballs at each other and he's whacking him and stuff. It's just funny. I can see the writers in the room when they, when they get to try to name that last rock character. Well, what's that thing going to be called? You know, and they just, I'll just call it the thing. I mean, the most lazy bit of writing ever, really, when you think about it. Probably. But you know, it works. And and I, I think it was the fact that this, because they were dysfunctional, but because they were a family, they were relatable. And the stories mm. they wrote were always about the dysfunction, but then reconciliation and, and finding ways to overcome differences and live together. And, and they made this relatable comic book family that anybody could pick up and read about and, and connect with instantly. Yeah. And that's what was so amazing about the Fantastic Four and the time they came out, which was post-war era. You know, the U.S. was in a little bit of turmoil still. And I think there was just starting Vietnam as well. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on at that time. And and uh, to then have this that everybody from kids to adults that could pick up and connect to it was a really neat thing. And so yeah. to see it in... Uh, Kevin Feige's hands to see what he can do about it. I, it is really cool. I, I think, didn't they attach a director to it though? Um, the only information I've got is that Marvel Studios is developing a new Fantastic Four movie. There isn't any, I'm just checking to see if there's anything else. Uh, oh yeah, dir- directed by John Watts. Okay. 
I thought there was somebody, and they're, they're working on the script. Uh, they pulled some writers in as well. Well, he's and, the director from Spider-Man: Homecoming and Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, so he's got it. He's definitely got some. Uh, lineage there in, in the marvel world which will be really nice to have him tying it in but oh yeah so so that's really exciting to have happening i'd love mm-hmm. to see that done well and then you have there's 10 new shows that are set in the mcu so 10 tv shows that will tie in with the mcu there's 10 shows within the star wars world there's 15 series based on disney animation and pixar characters that are coming uh, as well as 15 original movies disney con- uh, confirmed and they're bringing 18 plus content to its streaming service we talked about that before but there's now actually a whole section that they're going to dedicate to that and and it's tough because there's so much here hulu hulu even has a bunch of stuff that they're dumping stuff to there's a selena gomez and martin short and steve martin show that's going to go to hulu uh michael keaton peter skarsgård rosario dawson are doing an opioid crisis called dope sick there's so many things there's even a taika watiti comedy about native american teenagers in oklahoma called reservation dogs so there are all these different things that are that are kind of coming together outside of even just this, the, the normal Disney world that they're doing. That it's 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 hard to really try to convey all this information that we have in, in a very concise amount of time. So as you can see, I don't even know where to start. Um, Go. Oh, so uh, a couple of things that I found really cool and interesting also. Feige has now confirmed that Black Panther 2 will not recast Chad Boswick. Which it's, it's the right move. Boswick. It has Sorry. to be the right move with, with that. Just because... Even in the comics, they explored other options, right? So, yeah. so why would you recast that character when you can just look in the Marvel world and see, okay, we can still honor him in an amazing way and then bring someone to carry on that mantle that's already done so, that it's not mm-hmm. rewriting the books, that we can that we can do that and stay within the framework of, of stories that are already there and pull from that. So I think I think that's a really good call on Marvel's part. And I, I think everybody saw that coming. I'm, I'm glad they at least stuck to that because it's, it's the right move. Yeah. It's definitely the right move. So just touching back on the 18 plus, anyone that has Disney plus right now, there will be a new section on Disney plus called Disney star. Now this is not going to happen right away. It will be sometime in 2021. Disney star will, will appear as a separate tile on the homepage. That way that parents can lock it out. If kids have access to certain ones, you can just Mm -hmm. lock that one out. So it's not going to show up on their profiles, which is great. Now, UK fans, where usually we get the shaft on things from Disney, it, it seems, UK fans will be, be among the first in the world to stream content from Star when it appears in the Disney Plus app in February of 2021, whereas the rest of the world will wait a little bit longer. I'm not quite sure why. Again, it could come down to contracts associated with whatever they're putting there, but the UK will have the first stab at that. I mean, I'm guessing it's stuff like the Deadpool, the Logans, the th- things that aren't normally going to appear on, on Disney Plus normally. But but I know they're going to bring other stuff in. And with uh, Deadpool 3, we just heard that Ryan Reynolds has been given full creative control of that movie, meaning it will definitely be another heavy R movie. Right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a heavy R. And I know they'd been really holding back on letting Ryan have that full control. And maybe with this Disney star, who knows, maybe Ryan helped even that that come to be. We don't know. But it's funny. They kind of both happen at the same time. He's given control. And we hear about this, this 18 plus platform that Disney is going to be pushing out. Now, did you like any of the Star Wars shows that were announced? Yeah, there's, I mean, apart from the Bad Batch, which obviously there's a trailer for that now. And actually, uh, Wing Na Wen, who was in The Mandalorian, she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you knew back in the day, she was in ER. But um, she is actually doing one of the voices for it. Stargate Universe. Stargate Universe. Well, she's voicing the same character she played in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Really... Mm, I'm on the fence about Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader in Obi-Wan. It won't be a lot from what I've heard. It's going to be more just, just spotty and bit parts because he's going to come back as Vader. Right? I know Prowse can't do it anymore because Prowse isn't with us. But yeah, that kind of made me go. And again, why, I mean, he's really coming what just to voice it because you don't have to have him in the suit. They already have someone else that's worn the suit recently. Yeah, but that's the problem is that he shouldn't be the one voicing in the suit. Because that's always James L. Jones. Jones. And even in episode three, at the end, when he had the mask put on, James L. Jones did the voice then for Vader. So why would they have him voicing anything? I I don't know. Unless they're going flashback style on some of these, which would... Who knows? I think the only thing that would make sense, now that we've kind of like hashed this out a bit... Logically, I think the only thing that would make sense is if they do some some flashbacks on before... But it says he is returning as Darth Vader. In Obi Wan Kenobi, see that it doesn't work. I don't. I don't know how they're going to do it. You're right. It's, it's always James Earl Jones' voice. He's still with us. He can still do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in the suit, unless they just want him to walk around in the suit and not say anything. Yeah, well, maybe. Which I doubt. 
Rangers of the New Republic that and Ahsoka. There's, there's not a lot of the Rangers. Great. The Rangers, though, is the one that's exploring new space that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. And that's why that one is cool to me because it's it's going old school and, and I like that. I love the fact that Taika Waititi is going to be doing a Star Wars movie. That makes me happy. And that Patty Jenkins is going to be doing Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yes. Now, I'm interested because she said she wants to make the best fighter plane battle movie ever. ever. Now, she also has done both the Wonder Womans. So she I know definitely you knows a big how fan of the to handle one, though. No, I wasn't. She knows how to handle action. There's definitely that. The script I just didn't like. And I didn't like some of the ways things were done in that movie. Mm, no, I, know. I don't know. Um, but it may be, it was just, you know, you don't know what the scripts, if she had much control over the scripts and stuff like that. But so. it would be cool to see how she does dogfighting in space, which is, it's totally different than, than planes oh, yeah. flying and turning the way you, you turn a plane in space in a dogfight. You could do some really intense, awesome action sequences and seeing, how are you going to do Luke and Wedge though? I mean, it was their squadron, right? Wasn't it Luke and Wedge that mm -hmm. were, that was their squadron? Are you going to CG a Luke character? Are you going to CG a Wedge character? Well, they've already CG'd well, a Luke character, so... In, but it, it still doesn't look right, though. It, it, it kind of works, but it, it it's tough. Well, but, I mean, Rogue Squadron was theirs, but it doesn't mean that Rogue Squadron didn't continue after that. You don't... That's not... Yeah, no. I, I guess they haven't really said the time frame at all, but no. really I was expecting kind of between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, which is where that squadron was doing the bulk of its work, and... You're Who knows? Right. It could have continued. It's, it's fun to think about. Still, the Ahsoka series sounds awesome. The Boba Fett, which we were teased, that series at the end of The Mandalorian. Yeah, they have now said completely. They are two separate things because a lot of people got confused and a little bit worried that Boba Fett was taking over the Mandalorian thing. It's not happening. The Mandalorian, the book of the Mandal uh, book of Boba Fett is going to be a separate show from the Mandalorian. It doesn't mean that they can't cross over now and again, and but there will be two separate shows. Pedro Pascal has signed up for season three of the Mandalorian. And obviously now that Grogu has gone off with Luke to be trained, I think we're going to be focusing on the fact that now that uh, the Mandalorian is now um, the leader of Mandalore and how they're going to take that back. And hopefully Grogu is getting trained up and he joins back in with them. But how long that's going to take, we don't know. Um, well, here's what I don't get. Now, I, th I think we're far enough removed from the season finale of Mandalorian to spoil it a little bit. So if, yeah. if you haven't seen the end, I apologize. Or you can tune out and come back in five minutes. But Mando, it, it's Jin, right? Is his name the Jin? Jin? Yeah. Uh, so he basically got the Darksaber by disarming Moff Gideon. Yep. Correct? But then Moff Gideon says that, that Bo-Katan has to kill him to get it to earn the right to wield it. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't she just disarm him in battle to earn it? If, if that's all he had to do. So I, And how is it that Sabine in um, Star Wars Rebels gave the... Uh, to Bo, yeah. The dark saber to Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan can then still be the leader of Mandalore. How does that work? Yeah, so there's some inconsistencies between the series that I'm I'm interested to see how they resolve those because they just didn't quite make sense based on precedents from before. Again, it's, it's still going to be fun. I mean, people that, that just love the Star Wars world, even even my, my daughter, she's not a huge Star Wars fan, still enjoyed parts of The Mandalorian and mm -hmm. enjoyed sitting there and watching it. So even if you haven't been a fan of, of Star Wars, it's a show that will still pull you in. Just the way they've shot it, the way they've done it. We've talked about their inspirations from old old uh, westerns and old samurais, and you get that feel. It's this totally different feel mm -hmm. than what Star Wars has felt like. It really actually almost felt like some of uh, Serenity and Firefly. Mm -hmm. When you look back at how they did that and made this almost steampunk in space sci-fi blended with with japanese style and culture and chinese chinese uh, chinese western sci-fi that was weird <laughs> it was the, wonderful did you hear they're doing a uh, not a reboot of firefly but there will be a new captain no the, hold on hold on it's only in the comics right now in the comics no it, it will be wash's son no or daughter sorry no. They're bringing, uh, what was, what was Wash's wife? Gina, uh, not Gina. Uh, was it Gina? No, but no. It's her daughter. Mal only. Well, he'll be there too. No, it's just Mal. It's, it's no. the comic. No. It's coming. No. <laughs> He's too old. No. He's retired. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nathan Fillion or nothing. What if he's like the mentor? Nathan Fillion! <laughs> Shut up. Don't want to hear it. 
as you can all tell, Trash Panda has strong feelings about Mel. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. He's amazing. As Captain. I don't care how old he gets. Of Serenity. He's awesome. Okay. No, he is. I agree. It was fun having him on community, community and Big Bang Theory in his little limited bit parts where he popped in there at times. Mm-hmm. I still need to watch Castle. I've heard that's really good. I like him in The Rookie. That's the new one he's in, right? Yeah. I've only been right. watching that because it's Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And he's awesome. Now, for those that love MCU stuff, there were a lot there. Now, they said there are 10 shows set in the MCU. Really, only five of them were, were new shows they talked about. We have Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Iron Hearts. And two Guardians of the Galaxy shows. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which we won't see for two years, though. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out in 2022 because I guess they're going to film it along with Guardians 3. So once they're all on set, then they'll do that together, as well as a bunch of shorts called I Am Groot. And the shorts will feature new characters from around the MCU. Which Why? Be a lot of fun. Um, there was a. Um, I want to talk about three of those shows, though, here, real quick. A, uh, a Marvel. Uh, sing-along special done for this year and i don't know where we can watch it i don't know there's a lot of stuff talked about that well, i might the, look it up while you're there was that. the marvel lego christmas special no, that I'm not introduced about that. A lot. although i am so excited that they have now confirmed that finn is uh force, force sensitive, sensitive yeah. and ray is training him <laughs> that is awesome okay so the three shows that are going to be ongoing mcu shows we had was armor wars as well as iron heart and secret invasion now secret invasion i think it has the most promise for what it can do armor wars this will kind of be a darker side look at what happens when iron man tech falls into the wrong hands don Cheadle will be returning as war machine in a series based on uh, marvel comics called iron wars now there are two versions of armor wars in the comics one, I think, was released in the 80s and the other in the, the mid-2010s, 2015 or so. But Disney's announcement indicates its show is based on the original event, Armor Wars, and it was a storyline that played out in the Iron Man comics between 87 and 88, and it revolved around when Tony Stark's uh, kind of his concerns about his armor being used by other people in really, really bad ways. But apparently his, his armor plans were sold by Justin Hammer. We all remember Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Sam Rockwell, good job there, Sam. But upset by this discovery, Stark worried that his technology be used for evil, and so it's this ongoing fight trying to get it all back. And that's kind of what Armor Wars is going to touch on. Ironheart's kind of cool as well. It's a totally different twist. This is this will take place then after again Iron Man is dead, and it's a, about a teenage hero calls herself Ironheart named uh, Riri Williams, I think, and that's going to be played by Dominique Thorne, who's a young black girl from inner city Chicago. And then she reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor to become the protector of her neighborhood, which, again, seems really kind of cool, a really cool look at it. You have this kind of genius kid, a la like uh, Peter Parker, that just is able to do really neat stuff. And then the scroll invasion or secret invasion. Now, this has to do with the scrolls. Now, we saw the scrolls in uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and it really confused me because... I didn't really realize there were that many good scrolls, which they kind of portrayed these scrolls to be good because, well, let's kind of back up. The scrolls have been a part of, of, of Marvel Comics since before the Avengers even existed. Now, this was an alien race that first appeared back in Fantastic Four number two, and Reed Richards manages to thwart the skull's first attempt to invade the Earth. The scroll homeward was destroyed, and a new leader came up, Princess Veronke. And she predicted this disaster of their homeworld being destroyed. And then there was this prophecy later that said once they take over the blue world, which they presumed to be Earth, then they would claim it and their empire would rise again. Now, what the secret invasion was about was all of their super soldiers underwent special training and biological enhancements that would render them undetectable in physical scans. So they could already shapeshift, but now they could shapeshift to the point where even they didn't know that they were a scroll agent and they wouldn't unless someone whispered this secret phrase and then they would know who they were. Hmm. And so over the years, the scrolls have been then slowly invading Earth and putting these super soldiers um, in positions of power. In, in these positions, even the superheroes taking over some of our, our Electra, I think, was one of the first ones they discovered was actually uh, a scroll agent. And so so you have this this world being set up about the scrolls slowly invading Earth, slowly taking it over, slowly replacing our superheroes with these super agents that can mimic their powers. And we have Samuel L. Jackson back in this, but it goes a lot of different ways. It really kind of follows the same comic line that we saw. Um, I think, again, it was the mid 2000 teens when Secret <laughs> Invasions came out. J- just a lot of fun and a lot of things you could do with that. But again, I always thought the scrolls, because of that, were kind of bad. And then we see the good ones 
And I guess the good ones are going to help Samuel L. Jackson overthrow the bad ones. And that's going to be part of the show. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it, it's it's fun and we can get a lot of stuff out of that. Okie dokie. I did find it. Um, so Marvel Studios have set up. It's part of the Billy Billy New Year's Gala airing in China uh, for 2021. And it is going to be a Marvel Studios musical on New Year's Eve. Oh, now, so it's still it's coming. Only, yeah, but it's only available in, in, in like this China thing. So apparently we'll, I mean, there'll probably be clips of it on the internet pretty quickly after it happens. I don't know how you access it. Nobody's quite sure what it is actually going to be, whether it's just going to be like a band playing Marvel Avengers music. But there is apparently going to be clips from um, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, etc. So we might see actual footage from some of the new shows that we haven't seen yet. But why it's only focused in China, I do not know. That is weird. It's really odd. In any case, hopefully you'll be able to watch it after the fact. Yep. But that's what it was. I knew I was... There was something going on. Now, you mentioned Black Widow again. There was that leak that came out, the video that showed the potential for Black Widow to be released on Disney Plus Premier Access as well as being in the theaters. Now, when they made the announcement, they, they didn't say that. They gave a date for a new date for the release of Black Widow, mm -hmm. but they didn't say whether or not it would be available on Disney Premier or Premier Access. And I'm wondering if that's because they're still not sure. They want to see the state of the world at that point, and then they might announce that, hey, we're going to do this in theaters and at home, which I think they really need to do. I mean, it really follows in the footsteps. I'm not sure if we talked much about how Warner Brothers is releasing all of their 2020 slates online. Did we talk about that? Um, I'm not sure. Or I mean, that's just an amazing thing. That's that's why I didn't actually put HBO Max. In that list of all the studios that groaned, because they have got quite the slate coming themselves with all of these shows that with The Matrix, with Dune, with I know there's more than that. I just can't think of them all right now that are coming out in 2021, along with Wonder Woman, that are all just getting streamed right away on HBO Max, as well as being released in theaters. Apparently, there's only a 30 day window. So it'll come out in theaters and streaming at the same time. HBO Max will only have them for 30 days and then they're gone back to theaters only again is, is how that's going to work. But I don't I still don't get how anybody apart from those in America are going to be able to watch these. And that kind of I, I've, I've been researching we this. can't go to the cinemas at the moment. I know I've, I've been really trying to find out more about this. Apparently, HBO Max will be rolled out in Europe in 2021 at some point. Now, whether or not the UK is part of that European expansion, I don't know. I do know after all the research I've done, it still goes back to, to the contracts we've talked about that Sky has with HBO, where you can't have some content off and some content on the services. It's got to be all or nothing the way they release these. And, and I think the contracts prevent that. Now, whether or not then Sky can just ink a deal saying, hey, can we carry all the HBO Max content and we'll charge the surplus and you get your cut the way it would always work, that, that could still happen. So we could still have it, have, have it on the Now TV apps and the mm -hmm. Sky streaming apps. But as of right now, I haven't found anything. There's nothing concrete out there about that for UK fans of all these shows because, yeah. again, Wonder Woman is now streaming on it right now. If you are in the, in the US and you have HBO Max, you can watch Wonder Woman as many times as you want uh, on your streaming service. Which is kind of a bummer out here that we yeah, can't do is. that. But again, just back to the Disney Plus news. Uh, it, oh, actually, yes, on the Disney Plus news, you had some shows still to talk about. Some of the movies that were based on Pixar, right? Yeah, one of the ones that is most interesting to me is uh, Lightyear. This is so much which fun. Which is an origin story for Buzz Lightyear. It's going to be voiced by Chris Evans, which I'll be honest, I don't understand why it can't be Tim Allen, but... Let's let that go. But Tim Allen is um, the toy. This is the real life man. <laughs> <laughs> the real life man has a different voice than the toy. Well, not in the cartoons it didn't. And then the advertisements. But that was still the toy. Toy but, story. But they, never, but they never had the actual Buzz from Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, but that was based on a cartoon. That was based on a real human, apparently. No. Oh. So uh, anyway, it'll be hitting theaters <laughs> next year down. in 2020. No, in it'll be the following year in 2022. So that okay. should be interesting. There's also one called Turning Red. What's that one? Which is about a 13 year old girl going through puberty and she transforms into a big red panda. When she gets excited. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I got to see that one. That one looked fun. Yeah. So my, I mean, the other ones are. Uh, Win or Lose, which is Pixar's first long original long form animated series about a middle school softball team. 
Um, Pixar Popcorn, which will be shorts featuring iconic Pixar characters. And that will start streaming in January. Yeah, it's just lots of little things. Raya and the Last Dragon, we've already talked about. Uh, Oh, that one is coming right to streaming though, isn't it? uh 2021 plus on disney plus via premier access yeah. and in theaters so that one was um, coming right to the uh, disney. baymax which will be ser- is a series based on big hero 6 which is 2022 zootopia plus again another series based on zootopia that'll be spring of 2022 and there'll be a long form musical comedy series for moana which actually i'm really kind of excited about because i really enjoyed moana i thought it was really good i was gonna say that um, was a very underrated pixar it, it didn't was get really as, good it did not get the the publicity i thought it was just was disney. It, or is that just disney yeah i think it's just disney okay maybe that's why but for some reason it was really really well done you got the rock voicing it uh i can't remember it was who did super who did moana's voice it was an unknown okay and but i they, loved they did that really well yeah they did yeah. really really well and it came across well and my kids loved it I, I still enjoy watching it but it didn't get all the notoriety of, of all the other Disney stuff that came no, out no I really enjoyed it it was uh, it was really good I love the little coconuts they made me laugh yeah the coconut pirates uh, so yeah I mean there's some really good stuff up coming up lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff yeah it was kind um, of funny one of the FX shows that they announced is being directed by one of my younger brother's friends growing up this guy John Chu and uh, I don't know how he always I don't know how he always got to meet these people because he he went to homecoming with uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was Bianca from 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. He dated a, a tennis pro that was ranked in the top 10 in the world at one point. Um, he was in a commercial with Megan. I went to school with a, a girl called Megan Berwick, who was in this old Nickelodeon show uh, titled Salute Your Shorts. It was on for about five or seven years. And again, she was in my class and I kind of knew her. We sort of hung up but not really but still then he gets in a commercial with her so somehow my younger brother was always around all and of these people and he's in a book and he's in a book on how to make friendship bracelets it was funny we were walking around cambridge with your cousin and we walked past a bookstore and i said sam i bet you a pound i can walk into that shop right there and find a picture of my brother and he bet me and we walked to the back i found the klutz friendship bracelet maker open it up and pointed and said there's my brother and <laughs> <laughs> So that was really fun. One really good fun thing, seeing as now they've bought Fox, Ice Age is now officially part of Disney. They're getting a spin-off series for Ice Age, but it's going to be called Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. So it's pure Simon Pegg. Oh, nice. <laughs> which I love. And that will be premiering in early 2022. Simon Pegg needs to be in more movies. He does. Simon Pegg makes me laugh in every movie he's in. He is such an amazing actor. I wouldn't say every movie he's in, but yes, most movies. Well, in, most ones absolutely. I've seen, like what is that? Uh, Run Fat Boy, or what's that one where he's running the the marathon? What Run Fat Boy Run? That one, yeah, even that one. It was just a fun, silly. The only one I didn't like was Paul. I actually haven't seen Paul. Oh, well, I didn't like it. What about How to Make Friends and Alienate People? Yeah, that one was pretty funny. Okay. I liked that. And of course, the Shaun of the Dead and the Hot Fuzz and all of those that he does are yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I thought the, the, um, the last one, uh, World's End, was a little bit off for it the Kaneko trilogy. Yeah. I liked Shaun of the Dead. Um, Even Star Trek is Scotty. Come on. He was oh, I know. No, there is Scotty. very little he does that I don't enjoy. I just didn't like Paul. I thought, I mean, as a person of faith, it was... It was really in your face and really sticking the middle finger up in your face and just I didn't like and that. It was on it. yeah, it was it was just too much. What was that one called where he got given the powers of a god? Oh, say anything. Uh, I liked that. <laughs> it was funny. And that was most of the Monty Python crew as well who did that with him. So that yeah, was good. Fun. So yeah, Simon Pegg, you need to do more stuff because we love you and stuff. Yeah. And stuff is good. It is. Especially now since we can just watch stuff at home all the time. Absolutely. So what do you think the landscape of 2021 is going to look like now that vaccines are rolling out? Do you think we're going to see theaters opening up again? Is, is this? No, I think we're still going to be doing lockdowns and stuff till at least Easter. Till at least Easter. Yeah. And I, I think that's what Warner Brothers saw. And that's why they're like, look, we're just going to take 2021. This is a one year thing. Put it all on streaming services. Make it nice and easy for people to stay at home, still feel safe. And I th- again, I really hope Disney follows suit with some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Quit holding it back. Let us watch it at home. Yes, we'll pay for it because we, we paid extra for Crudes, right? That was a uh, released at home. Crudes 2 was amazing. It was really good. It was so funny. Well worth the watch. Yeah. If you have to rent it and pay a little bit extra for it, you know, we did that. Then we shared our account with some friends and my brother. So we all we had a lot of people that were able to watch it for that one price. And 
but it was definitely, definitely worth, worth it. And we will purchase that one when it comes out because I loved the first Crudes movie and the second one just built on it and made it. It was great. It was yeah. seriously great. And sometimes I look at that price tag of 20 or 30 bucks, but then I'm like, you know what? If we went to watch this at a movie, we're going to pay that, if not more, and then have to buy all the sweets and drinks and candies our kids want. Just pop the popcorn at home, make a night of it, do something fun. I think our kids love that when we pop the popcorn and set out blankets, make it like a pillows all over everything downstairs and just chill out and turn all the lights out and make a movie night. Mm -hmm. And your family will like that. So do stuff with your family. Yeah. It helps. I've only got a couple more bits of news. A really quick one. Ready Player Two movies already in the works. Wow. <laughs> didn't think that would take that long. No, you didn't. First um, one was so good. Yeah. And apart from that, I want to talk a little bit about Destiny. But other than that, have you got anything else? Well, you don't want to talk about Tom Cruise raging on the set? No. Did you hear about that? Yes. You know, I have to say, though, the, I think the way in which he did it was wrong. But I don't think he's wrong at all. When you look at the fact that he he is spending his own money to put people up on like cruise ships and offset to try to make this the safest environment for for himself, for all of the cast, for all of the crew, for all of their families. And he's actually, again, putting his own money out to do this. And then people are, are flagrantly kind of flaunting that and then not following the protocols. And not just one time, apparently it was multiple times that led to this. I, I kind of have to side with him on it. Because again, it's it's not just the people that are working; it's their families, and you're putting then families at risk by 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 doing the things they did. I don't have a problem with did. the fact that there is employing people who will be out of a job otherwise. But let's face it: the Mission Impossible movies now are just a massive ego trip. And let me show the world what I can do. I can hold my breath for seven minutes underwater. Absolute crap, man absolute crap i won't let anybody run with me on screen because they're all sucky and I, i'm so much better than them okay i'm just like you Hold know on. what man I'm, 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 not, I'm not i'm not i'm not here to defend his character i'm just saying in this instance and i don't know about all those other instances, i believe in this I, instance I, 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 i'm okay with that disagree with the fact that people need to be a lot more careful than they are being absolutely however I don't like him i don't like the way he treats people i don't like the way he acts most of the time and some of the things that come out, I know you can't take everything. You don't know the situation specifically. You read these stories and you don't know how many instances of he said, she said, this sort of thing came down the wire. But um, yeah, apart from the fact that he's employing people who'd be out of work otherwise. Um, no, I, I understand. I, just, I, I don't. I don't. I, I do understand. And I'm not going to defend how he did it. Because I, I think when you're calling people out and you're swearing into people's faces, there, there are some things that you should, a little decor, you, sh you should really have about yourself. And he didn't really show that uh, decorum, not decor. And he didn't show that. But the, the reasoning, the, the logic, the passion behind it is understandable, especially when, when he is doing so much of this on his own and he's footing so much of it. And he's, like you said, man, he, he's on the phone every single night until one or two o'clock in the morning just trying to make sure things keep going, things stay. And again, yes... Maybe there's a bit of ego in there or a lot of ego in there, but you know, people just be smart and I see people just not being smart all the time. And, and that does bother me because again, then it's, it's not just affecting you. It's affecting possibly me and my family. And that's where I'll get a little snippety as well. If you put my family at risk. Mm. So understandable, but moving on, you had one more thing, I think. And so you can do your thing and I will sit here and listen to your thing. I was going to talk destiny. Okay. That's a thing. I can uh, talk about. Because it's the time for baking cookies. Wow. I love baking cookies. But it just goes so fast and we're done. No, we're baking cookies still and I'm loving it. I need to figure out a way to get a cookie to Riven, but I think we can use the wishing wall and I think then we can just zip to Riven and give her a cookie unless I, you have to beat her. I don't know. If you but have to I beat her, get, I'm in trouble. I, I like giving cookies to people. It's fun. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's the winter solstice. You Bake cookies. It's awesome. You go and give your cookies to people and make them smile like Galadoodles for Zavala and Traveler's Donut Holes for Ikora and, and in, in little Neeksy bird seed for Hawthorne's bird. It's just amazing. It's a lot of fun. But the most exciting piece of Destiny news I have right now is that we finally started a clan. Yes, we did. We did start our own so clan. If you're on PlayStation 4, you can join the Geek Underground clan. It's called the, the Geek, Geek Underground. Underground. <laughs> our little four-letter like, hashtag thingy is geek. Uh, there's only four people in the clan right now, but two of them are American. So we have players from over here and players from over there. Thank you to Kerry and to Evett 
for uh, joining us on our little venture. And so if you need help, if you want to get started in Destiny, if you've never played, we're there to have some fun with you. We are usually on most evenings, England time and Kerry and Evit. Uh, it's Trusted Hydra 722 and what's Evit's name? You just told me and I can't remember what it was. Oh, Dr. Something Weird. <laughs> it's not Dr. Something Weird, but Thou Taz, the Toxic T Rex. Dr. Miscreant. Oh, Dr. Miscreant. And Techno Sugar will be playing. So if you want to join a clan, you want to have a bit of fun and keep it a bit more family friendly in terms of language and everything else, come and join us. We'd love to have you. We'd love to play with you. So you can join us on Destiny yep. 2. Oh, and giving the cookie to Riven apparently isn't that hard. Oh, okay, cool. So you can use the Wall of Wishes, like I said. You. Blink to the end, then you fall down. Yeah. Once you fall down, there's apparently a little snow globe on the ground, and you just give it to the snow globe. Awesome. So we can do that with just us. You don't need a whole fire team even. Excellent. We'll do that. So stuff like that. If you want to learn all the ins and outs of Destiny, we will. We can Google better than anyone. <laughs> and also, I want to say a big hello, and you're awesome, to Egypt. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah, we are apparently like in the top 40 podcasts in Egypt, which is really random, but so awesome. So Egypt, we're going to we're gonna shout out because we you love guys are awesome. You. We love you, Egypt. And yeah, so bless you. Thank you for listening. We're, we're really excited about that. It's, it's the most weird thing in the world, but yeah, thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. I'm kind of tapped out, I think. I don't have much else. If you have... I'm done. I've, I've done all mine. Uh, yeah. Chris Pine and Talks to Star in a Dungeons and Dragons movie, if you saw that. Don't know a lot about it, but that's just in the works there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm here. It's 2020, oh, almost do 2021. do not watch Fat Man. Whatever you do, do not watch no, Fat, Fat Man. No, Fat Man is the most amazing movie in the world. <laughs> Whatever. Hold on. I've just got to pull this up. I don't know if you guys have even read the synopsis. And it's more the synopsis that just sounds... Now, it's, it's oh Mel Gibson. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so well, well, explain your thoughts he, on Mel Gibson. Sean is always making fun of me for liking things like Sharknado and like B-movies. And so he says, we've got to watch this movie. We watched it for free. I'm going to point that out right now. I'm glad uh, we I, didn't I pay, pay for, for this. It. <laughs> um, it's a Mel Gibson movie. And I said, all right, we'll watch it. And oh my gosh, it was awful. Well, here's, here's the synopsis. So to save his declining business, Chris Kringle, Mel Gibson, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. So come on, just the initial premise of it all made it, it needed to be worth watching. But, but, big caveat, but here. I did want to watch it. Now, would I ever really recommend that movie to anyone? No, I would not. Not even a little bit. Uh, who was the assassin played by? Was that Walter... Goggins. Goggins. I love him in a lot of things, but he, he tried to kind of blend a Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins character with an assassin, and it was just so... Who owns a hamster. Who takes a hamster everywhere he goes. Okay, first off, just weird. It was weird. His personality is incongruous to, to other parts of his personality. It feels cheesy and, and not right and the 12 year old that hired the assassin is just not right now whenever mel gibson was on the screen though i, I loved his character it, it could have been really cool it could have been really fun i still enjoyed it though in some small way i, I have no inclination to watch it anytime soon again but i, I like mel gibson and and it was an interesting watch i mean you should all watch it. There we go. You should all go make the decision for yourself on what you think of that movie. But on the synopsis alone, I thought it could be something fun and good. And it was yeah, just weird. Yeah, don't watch it. And that's coming from me who likes B-movies. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Absolutely awkward and awful. But worth it a watch. It was worse. Worth one watch. It was worse than Snake Island when Hold the on. snakes begin to dance. Hold I on. swear. It was dreadful. What was that one movie that we watched with John Travolta that was one of the worst movies ever? It's a Battlefield Earth. Earth. Okay. We said that movie was probably one of the worst movies we've ever seen, right? Right. But then we invited our college Bible study to sit and watch that movie with us just so we could show them how bad it was. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I really... <laughs> I, I No. This, this this does not get the honors of even wanting to watch it again or just offering to show it to somebody, show somebody how else bad it, bad it was. <laughs> no, we're not doing that because it is 
stinking awful. All right. You don't have to watch Fat Man, but it was it was humorous. and No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't even remotely funny either. It was just horrifically bad. Some parts. No, it. like all of it. Come on. It, it was like in Star Trek. Not that Star Trek was bad. But when Leonard Nimoy was on the screen, he just demanded your attention. Right? When Mel Gibson is on the screen, though, he still demands your attention. You have to watch. He's a grumpy old man for most of the Which movie. Which is what you would be if you were underappreciated for thousands of years. And it has such awful puns like, don't stand there because Comet will rip your package off. I mean, come on. That was dreadful. Yeah. You're lucky that wasn't Comet because he'd rip your package off. Why? Yeah, every really everybody else in the movie though just it didn't seem right. No, it's just bad. It's just bad, bad, bad. But worth a watch. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Don't ever watch that movie. All right. Dreadful, um, dreadful, dreadful. Aside from that, we've talked on the chocolate whopper. We've talked about um, everything. You know, you want to try the Hershey's covered chocolate whopper, which really you could make one yourself. Just buy a whopper, go home, and pour chocolate sauce on it. I don't. I don't see why that's sold out. No, I just no. Again, I, I do still want to try a glazed Krispy Kreme donut cheeseburger at some point in my life. It's on my bucket list. I don't know why. Don't know. <laughs> but a Spam burger? I get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve judgment until I try one. No. Okay. I can't see myself ever buying one. We gotta go. Now. We do? We do. All right. Time's up. Yeah. Well, guys, it is always a pleasure to have you along. We we uh, yeah, we, we love having you guys here. Thank you, Egypt, for number 38 in film and TV in the country. <laughs> um, but again, that encompasses all film and TV podcasts in the world. And we're yeah. number 38 in Egypt. That's awesome. That is awesome. So thank you, Egypt. Uh, and thank you, everybody else. We, we love the feedback. We love hearing from you guys. If you do want to get in touch with us, Trash Panda, what can they do? They can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At the Geek UG. At the Geek UG to find us. You can message or us. You can reach out Destiny to us. on Destiny 2. Or on Destiny And look 2. up the clan, the Geek Underground, but only on PlayStation 4 at the moment. No, uh, a clan is uh, is more than just one platform. A clan can be joined from PC. A clan can be joined from Xbox. The clan is good in the whole Destiny world. Oh, I thought it was separate. It, it, because... it, it's not platform specific. Okay. So, yeah, it, we only play on the PlayStation 4. So, if you want to play with us, we can only play with you on the yes, PlayStation 4. Yes, but if you want to join the clan and bring your friends with you to the Geek Clan, it, it is actually the little, the little yeah. thing that says Geek. And our banner is a bunny. Yes, it's the, the Jade Rabbit. <laughs> only Trash it's Panda. It's awesome. We'll make that better, I promise. No, we no, will I, not. I, I like, I like the, Jade, the bunny. I like the Jade Rabbit, too. But guys, we love you. Thank you. If you need any help, please reach out to us. Again, I, I know this Christmas season has been rough on a lot of people. We, we've talked about the Chat Now app before that, that lets you have instant access to talk to somebody. If you need help, if, you just, if you're struggling with, with life at times, also please reach out to us if you have those problems. We want to help you. Mm -hmm. Just again, know that you are not here by accident. You are made for a purpose. You're made for a reason. The season that we're in will not consume your life. It, it will end. The season will end. And there'll be a new season of betterness. I promise that is coming. So don't forget to be awesome because you are and Trash Panda. And be unique. And be unique. Be yourself. Be, be the amazing person God created you to be because you're awesome. A you're wonderful. A peacock in a sea of penguins. Yes, be a peacock in a sea of penguins because <laughs> nobody wants to be a penguin. They all look and act and do the same thing and that's not fun. But they marry for life. Be yourself. But they marry for life. That's nice. At least the emperor penguins do. Yeah. That's nice, but that's the only good thing about penguins. All right. Love you all. Love Bye. You guys. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.